It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Right now, Bears, we're going to talk a bit about horse racing. And I've retired from punting, so I'll leave this to you, mate. <laughs> You'll be back. You'll be back, mate. On a day where some favourites <laughs> couldn't get the job done, there was one well-backed runner who lived all the way up to the hype and delivered at Tiaraha on Saturday. It's Putty Anui Bay, La Bella Beals coming after it, La Creek still there on the inside and then behind them Flash Mary, Putty Anui Bay in front at the 100 metres, Flash Mary's driving through along the inside, Putty Anui Bay holding sway, Flash Mary's going to make it close but Putty Anui Bay got there, Putty Anui Bay wins the treble in Coralie Eagle Memorials. Yes, it was Putty Anui Bay, that's one that we didn't get wrong as, as he showed up, Why he showed why so many alongside... Uh, he showed why so many people consider him alongside Novair as a dominant three-year-old. Tony Pike trains Putty Anui Bay for Trelawney Stud. He joins us on the show this morning. Look forward to talking to Tony. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Baz. That was a pretty awesome win on Saturday, mate. Uh, yeah, look, it was a good one. Uh, obviously, he hadn't run for a fair while, uh, not being able to head down south for the guineas, and... Uh, probably strip a little bit fitter out of that but uh yeah look he's probably getting a little bit cocky this life as well i think uh he sort of just uh hit the front at, uh, early in the home straight and he um he only did what he had to so uh i think that he, uh, we might think with a bit of gear change from him and put blinkers on him at his next start and uh, i think he's very progressive and could go right the way to the top from what he's shown us so far yeah nice nice so what qualities is it that you think makes him a little bit special as well, mate? What, what separates him? Oh, probably attitude. Uh, he's a very laid-back sort of character, and probably with each one, he's, um, he's probably just got a little bit more cocky than himself as well. So I suppose it's just like a good critic, cr- cricketer, but the pressure doesn't seem to get to him, and um, you know, he doesn't uh, seem to, to worry about too much with life. Yeah, well, let's hope the cricketers are pressed and get to them later on as well. But no, it was a great win, mate. You, you've got a, a hell of a team which is sort of heading towards the derby as well. You've got three of the top five favourites in the market, Tutakaka, Parainui Bay, and obviously Fields of Gold as well. So talk to us about, like, is that a race which you target and, and it must be you must be delighted to have three of the top five favourites in the market? Yeah, we've got a really good grunt, uh, bunch of three-year-olds and 
Oh, it's always a nice, uh, always a nice race to win the Derby. It's a race we've um, won a couple of times, and just leads really well into Australia. We're hoping this year with um, uh, COVID, we can sort of travel back to Australia a little bit more, and um, I'd love to take a small team to Sydney and obviously get back to a happy hunting ground in Brisbane. So, just uh, working through our three-year-old pattern of racing, it sets up really well for these three-year-olds to to head to Australia later on in the autumn. Hey, Pikey, is he here, mate? Hey, I just want to ask you a question. Who's the most, who's the most natural stayer out of these three? Uh, Field of Gold, Tutukaka, and, and uh, um, oh, what was it? the one that was raced on the weekend. So Yeah, Paranilu Bay. That's the one, mate. Uh, is he's given up hunting, mate, so he's just... <laughs> yeah, forgotten. <laughs> uh, it'll have to be Tutukaka. He's just a natural stayer. He ran well on the BRC derby. He's come home and spelled well. He's not going to need a... A hard prep to get to the derby. He's um, just a real natural stayer, whereas the other two have got just that little bit more brilliance. And yeah, you know, they might get 2,400 as a three-year-old, but um, yeah, you know, they're probably going to be better at a mile than 2,000 metres. So, look, we'll just assess that in the way through. Um, there's every chance that um, you know, a couple of them might uh, bypass the derby and, and possibly head to head to Sydney early, um, or else uh, we'll keep them sort of in the wings and uh, head to Brisbane, obviously for the carnival up there. There's been some. Pretty big prize money injections going to the um, Queensland Carnival as well, so uh, it's always a nice, uh, nice time of year to get away from New Zealand with a nice team of horses as well. Yeah, mate. Just, just explain to us a little bit about the decision to take horses overseas. What, what is it about the horses? Obviously, the prize money is outstanding, but like, how, how do you know you've got a horse which you can measure up over there? Uh, look, it uh, took a little bit of working out. We've uh, had some brilliant carnivals, and we've also come back with our tail between our legs a couple of times as well so you, you know it's just something that you work out along the way through um i think all our three-year-olds you know if competitive at a mile and further um then they're going to be very competitive um in the better races in australia so yeah you've got to be pretty analytical when you take them over um we've taken a couple over in the past that um in hindsight probably just weren't good enough to uh, to be uh, running in the races that they were over there it's obviously a a pretty um, pretty uh, tough uh, environment for these horses to race in. They'll be pretty good, but uh, I think we've sort of got a fair, fair line on that now. And you know, probably the hardest ones, although we had a lot of success with Bostonian, um, you know, the Aussie sprinters are very, very hard to beat. So taking a horse over there that uh, you're looking to compete against their best sprinters, it's uh, it's not easy. Yeah, is it is it the racing pattern over there, mate? Like they obviously, especially sprinters, they. There's no sort of let up right throughout the races. There, the sectionals have to be pretty slick. Is that is that part and parcel of it, or, or is there a little bit more robust yeah, kind of um, physique, perhaps? Yeah, I think it's um, yeah, their, their breeding uh, industry, you know, sort of uh, is, is more targeted towards the early sprinting types of horses, and yeah, they're they're sort of competing at that top level all the way through. Um, whereas probably our, our sprinting ranks aren't quite as strong as, as Australia's, so um, you can get a bit of a false sense of security. Uh, you know, winning well here in New Zealand, but uh, when you get to Australia, it's a, you know, it's a whole new game. You're just going to another level, so um, you've really got to pick your targets and, and pick them well. Hey, Pikey, uh, Bears had a question. Uh, wanted to ask you about owners. Owners, there's a, he had a meeting on the weekend. Te High, he couldn't go watch. Louis got a trial today. He can't go watch. Is there any reasons why the why the boys can't go watch at the moment in the current situation with with COVID? Is uh, what's what's the reasoning behind behind that? Oh, look, I think um, you know, NZTR have taken a really conservative approach just uh, you know, to basically hopefully uh, you know, we've, we've done well to keep racing going. Um, obviously, um, right through the last sort of uh, 12 months since the first lockdown, I think they've just taken a really cautious approach that they you know, just didn't want any risks you know, popping up that could possibly uh, 
you know, sort of derail the industry for a few weeks because obviously that's going to give um, you know, a big financial hit to the industry. But it is something that I think um, with the traffic light system coming in shortly, we're going to have to look at very carefully. We need to keep engagement with owners. Um, and I think that's a big big key part of it um, when we start opening up in the next week or two that uh, we do need to get owners back to the track. I know uh, Brent Taylor was very keen to come on Saturday, but obviously he couldn't come and see his horse run, and um, you know, they're a huge part of the industry. So I think uh, the, those discussions will be had very very quickly about um, you know, getting owners back on course in some shape or form. And uh, hopefully um, uh, we, can, uh, we can carry on down that path um, moving forward into the better racing carnivals. Izzy, I've worked it out, mate. The trainers just don't want us mm. owners there because we just whinge and we moan and it's like <laughs> high maintenance and then we lose a dollar on the pun and then we're sour and we sulk and then they've got to buy us a beer so that costs them money too. <laughs> Smart these trainers, I tell you. They get alongside and just get things taken care of. But anyway, hey, um, Pikey, mate, what about your other filly, um, Catalyst? When can we expect to see Catalyst out, on, out there on the track? Uh, look, he's probably going to be back racing probably in March. Um, he's just coming back. He's just come back into the stable, and yeah, look, a little bit of a hiccup along the way. But um, yeah, we're just sort of taking our time with him. We'll give him a couple of runs probably um, you know, over the March Carnival at Ellerslie, and if uh, if he comes up to expectations, then we're hoping possibly to get him to to Queensland. Um, you know, race like the Stradbroke if he's at his best form would be perfect for him. Beautiful, of course not. Silly, geez, well, I've lost, I've lost me train of thought there, but. Oh, mate, we've got a nice team around you at the moment. Must be absolutely delighted, and uh, we look forward to following your team as well. And we always ask when we get people on the show, like we have done to you before, have you got a little tip for us, <laughs> something that you can just steer us into to keep our something eye on? Something five in a row, like Christchurch that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Izzy's not punting, but Louie and I will get on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a couple actually nice ones in it, right around. It's not a track that I love, um, top turning track, but um, Havana should run on Wednesday, and there's the first starter there called Shining Peak. Um, short of her best, is going to be a really nice sort of staying filly later on, but I think she'll go close first up. Beautiful. Outstanding. All right, mate, well, we'll, we'll let you go, but we really appreciate you joining us, and thanks for getting everyone that listens to Baz and Izzy for breakfast paid on the weekend with Paranoi Bay as well, so much appreciated, mate, and all the best. Look forward to catching up on track, and and hopefully you can buy us a beer, eh? Oh, yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a beer. That's not a problem. I'm not one of those tight-ass trainers. <laughs> Murray, Murray, Baker, he, Murray Baker doesn't go to the races much anyway. He doesn't like going to the to spend some money when he goes. <laughs> uh, uh, those Cambridge trainers, they've all got plenty of cash as well. The property around there in Cambridge is worth a fortune, so they've got heaps. But anyway, no, Mikey, only, absolute legend. The only, one got, the only one who's got any money in Cambridge, Stephen Marsh. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I saw his house. Crikey, he's, mate, I'm going to have to have a look at his training fees because he is flying at the moment. Just put a pool in and just got the old spa pool. Absolutely flying. All right, mate. Take yeah, care and thanks very much for joining us again. No worries, boys. <laughs> Tony Pike, absolute legend. And, uh, gee, he's got some nice prospects in, in the wings. He's got three of the top five favourites for the derby. Tutakaka, Paranui Bay, and Fields of Gold as well. Of course, he's got Catalyst in his stable too. And he just tipped us into Rotorua Wednesday, a horse called Habana. And the odds might be right because Izzy's not punting at the moment. So the rest of us <laughs> might get a little stevy oh, off that one, which is I'll, pretty I'll have exciting. A look, yes, I'll have a look. I'll have a look. I might put some crypto on it. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so good. <laughs> right, what have we got coming up? We've got heaps more to come. We're going to dive into a little bit of the Black Cap stuff soon. Later on, we've got Shane Bond, we've got Matt Walsh, and, of course, we've got the flair that is Izzy's got a He's got a couple of little things for us later on too, no doubt. So give us a call any stage on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 150 or send us text double eight double three. We've got a few texts we're going to get, get on to as well when we come back right after this. But this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.